Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. Welcome back to another episode of Linux for the Layman, the joy of computing. This is episode five. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the way files are organized in the Linux ecosystem. If you're from the Mac world, you already know this stuff because the Unix scheme for file organization is what the Mac OS is based on and what Linux is based on. They're very much alike. Not entirely, but close. If you're from the Windows world, this will be a whole new vista for you, so to speak. In Windows, what you have in your system are volumes that are identified by a single letter and a colon. So, for example, your boot volume is always C colon, and that's where most of your Windows programs, files, etc. are going to live. And then on the volume there are directories or folders, the names of which are separated by backslashes when you want to access them. So C colon backslashes the top level directory on your C drive or the top level folder. Folder and directory are the same thing. Underneath the backslash directory there will be things like bin or windows or program space files space parenthesis x86 parenthesis those are folders and for your volumes when you first boot up your system you'll typically have a c volume or c drive that's your hard disk drive or part of it and we'll talk about that in a minute then you'll have most likely a D drive which is for your optical drive, your CD or your DVD drive and even if you don't have one that slot is generally reserved for when you connect one. And you may also see an E colon. Now this is not a separate disk drive and as far as what volume means I'm going to use the Linux terminology. When you have a hard disk or a solid state drive, either one. The operating system, in order to make use of that, requires that there be partitions laid out. Partition is a piece of the disk that has a certain format to it and can contain a file system. File system is a collection of files and directories or folders. And you can have multiple layers of folders in your file system. In Linux, the dividing character between the elements of a file name is the slash character. It's a forward slash, not a backslash. In fact, up until Microsoft started using the backslash as their file name divider character, a slash was just a slash. These days, if you say slash, sometimes people will say you mean backslash or forward slash. I will tell you right now, in this talk, a slash is a forward slash, always. That's the way it always has been, and that's the way I like to use it. So in 
Linux file systems, there are no volumes per se. There are, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but the file system has a uniform structure to it where slash is the root file system that contains every other file system mounted on your machine or remotely accessible from your machine. And under slash there are a whole bunch of directories or folders like bin, sys, home, usr, which is usually pronounced user, and so forth. And they're fairly easy to understand. User is where user installations go. Bin is where certain applications or commands are stored. Home is where all the user's files are stored. So, for example, if my user ID is Mark, then slash home slash Mark will be my home directory. Slash home is where all the home directories are typically stored. You may know or find out relatively quickly that if you want to add more disks to your system, they're not each going to have a slash directory. Now, that's not entirely true. They do have a slash directory, but for them to be accessible to the file system as a whole, the disk slash directory has to be mounted on some other directory that's already in your file system. For example, if your home directory actually lives on a separate disk drive, then slash home will be what's called the mount point for that disk to have all of its files mapped. For example, when you plug in a flash drive into your machine, if you have a Windows machine, you'll get a new volume showing up in the file explorer. It's typically F for G or somewhere down below all the ones that are already there. That can be mounted or dismounted at will. When you plug it in, Windows will recognize it, usually, and mount it automatically. Before you unplug it, you should dismount it or eject it. That mount point gets mapped to another volume ID. In Linux, when you plug in a flash drive, it'll get mapped to a mount point in slash media slash your user ID. You can also map it to a specific hard folder that you've already allocated, like slash MNT for mount, which is generic mount point for any disk you want to look at. USB drives are somewhat special because they're typically mounted to slash media slash your user ID slash the name of the disk drive or the ID of the disk drive. When you plug in another hard drive, you have to assign it to a particular directory to, for it to be mounted in. And in this way, the entire file system structure of Linux or Unix or macOS, which is based on a version of Unix, looks completely flat. Everything is under slash. And in some folder somewhere with a name like slash home slash mark slash extra volume, there can be another disk mounted there so that everything is easily accessible through this relatively simple file naming structure. 
There are limitations. The general file name should not be more than 4096 characters long, and that's room for a lot. And each directory or folder name should be less than 256 characters. Sometimes that's not a limitation. But how many of you really want to remember a 256 character folder name? One thing to note is that the space character in Linux is not a good character to have in your file names because the space is usually a separator between different entities that are entered on a command line. Yes, I know, some of you are horrified by the idea of using or cooperating with the command line. To be perfectly honest, in any computer system, there's some amount of administration everyone has to do, even Windows. For example, if you want to install a new application, you have to do so with administrative privilege in Windows. In Linux, a lot of administrative commands are just easier if they're done on the command line, and there are a great many of them you don't have to do on the command line. You could probably use a Linux system for years and not once ever have to use the command line. I submit that it's more powerful because the command line interface is older than the graphics interface and everything in the world from creation until the graphics interface came along was done via the command line. And the command line is very powerful. You can set up scripts to do repeated sequences of commands fairly easily and there's a lot of power in some of the newer features like in the command line shell called bash we can talk about this a lot later but there's a fairly sophisticated script mechanism and you can write very detailed scripts for administration for commonplace events things that you don't want to type in every single time because they're almost always the same steps there's my plug for the command line so back to the file system structure because of the way the file system is laid out, there are certain special files that can be mapped the same way. For example, every device on your machine is going to have a map somewhere in the slash dev directory. Most of the configuration files on your system that are system-wide will be in slash etc for etc. It's for other files that don't fit into bin, which is the binaries or executables or devices and so on. There are also a number of other special files that I'll talk about in later episodes, but the path naming structure for any file on a Linux system is the same format, slash something slash something slash something. And you can decide what those somethings are the system uses some of those somethings for special purposes, and so on. That's the way the Linux file system is laid out. I hope you found this educational or entertaining. I don't know if I was very funny in there, but you can always let me know. Your comments are always welcome. Constructive criticism is appreciated. And questions can be asked. Just send an email to linuxforthelayman at gmail.com, and I will address every email that comes in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do come back for a future episode. And thank you for being here. Spread the word if you like this. 
or if you have friends that might benefit from it. Bye for now.